The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to episode 33 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast and Rooftop Lounge. I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm Ed. And tonight, back by popular demand, it's Ladies Night. Whoop it up, girls. Awesome. Love it. And just to remind everyone who the ladies are, in alphabetical order, we have Shelby with a C. Hi. Hey. Uh, Drea with a D. Hi. All right. <laughs> and Nari with an Ari. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you heard them previously on episodes 10 and 20. Both were cocktail episodes, so we thought we'd do something different this time. And in fact, it's something that we haven't yet covered on the podcast before. Wines aged in whiskey barrels, a relatively new and surprisingly popular phenomenon in the world of spirits. And to add to the festivities, I prepared one of our patented whiskey competitions, and we'll be pitting the ladies against each other to see which one knows more about the stupid questions that I made up about wine. But before we get to all that, Ed's going to start us off by running down the list of the six barrel-aged wines that we'll be drinking and enjoying tonight. Right. Thank you, Scott, so much. And it's so accurate that you said this is a new phenomenon in wine. In the last few years, it's the highest growing section in the wine industry. Got a 110% growth rate every year. So you're 100% right. This is the place to be in the wine industry. And mm. look where we are. Such trendsetters here <laughs> on the podcast. So our wines that we're going to be enjoying, three different styles, if you will. We have red blends, which are Cooper and Thief Red Blend 2017. Mm-hmm. Barrel House Bourbon Barrel Red Blend 2018. We have a Robert Madavi Private Selection Red Blend Aged in Rye Barrels 2017. Mm -hmm. We have a Cab Menage a Trois Mm -hmm. 2018. And a couple of whites. We have a Robert Madavi Private Selection Chardonnay Aged in Bourbon Barrels. And a 1924 Scotch Barrel Aged Chardonnay 2018. So six bottles should be just enough for us to make our mark on the aged barrel wine experience. Yes, six should be plenty. (laughs) Should it? Because we're drinking whiskey too. I will mention that we are to get our palates wet. Mm. We're drinking a Kinsey bourbon finished in Zinfandel Barrels. Yeah. And I also have a Breckenridge from Colorado, which is finished in port. Right. Wine we barrels. did that on episode 16? 16. I'm going to go with 16. All right. We'll go with that. It doesn't <laughs> sound right to me, but you're, you're rarely wrong. <laughs> it doesn't sound right, but I think it is. We're drinking some whiskeys aged in wine barrels to flip it around as we drink the <clears> wine <throat> that's aged in the bourbon barrels. Right. So right before we get to these, just going to do a short history on the barrel aged wine. This is from a article written by Tim McCurdy, posted at vinepair.com from February 2019. Barrel-aged wine isn't real wine, and that's okay. 
In 2014, Fetzer Vineyard's winemaker, Bob Blue, became the unofficial baron of barrel-aged wines with the release of a Zinfandel aged in bourbon barrels called 1000 Stories, a product created out of thrifty necessity. Obtaining French oak for aging wine in the U.S. is a fairly expensive proposition, but bourbon barrels are cheap and plentiful, and suddenly, an entirely new category of wine was born. In the years since, every major American wine brand has put out a line of wines aged in whiskey barrels. Mm. Gallo entered the sector in 2016, the same year that Constellation released the bourbon barrel-aged Robert Mondavi Private Select Cabernet Sauvignon, and a year later launched Cooper & Thief, a brand entirely devoted to barrel aging. And with the surge in production, sales earnings quickly followed suit. In 2015, the barrel-aged wine category earned just a little over $1 million. Today, it's almost $100 million. Just an incredible increase yes. in just six years. But there are some who argue that these aren't even quote-unquote real wines. And they're kind of right. Everything from their taste to their packaging to their promotion moves these beverages as far as possible from what stuffy people like to call wine. But that might actually be why everyone likes drinking it so much. Barrel-aged wine doesn't taste like most traditional wines, but it doesn't really taste much like the whiskey either. Yet, their tannins are so well integrated that they're practically unnoticeable, making for an extremely easy drinking experience, despite the fact that bottles regularly approach 16% alcohol by volume. Yes. And, <laughs> and really, we're not meant to appreciate these wines in a traditional manner. The glasses that the Federalist Winery handcrafted for drinking their barrel-aged wines are nothing more than standard rocks glasses. And the images on Stave and Steel website depict barrels, hand tools, dusty workshops, and some random denim-clad dude, rocks glass in hand, sitting on a pile of charred oak in a barn with rusty chains strewn about a dirt floor. Mm. The bottles themselves also break from tradition. Old O'Neill Family Vineyards delivers its barrel-aged red blend in completely clear bottles. Cooper and Thief's line comes in short, stocky versions of classic Bordeaux bottles, and Behringer Brothers bottles bulge at the neck in a style reminiscent of Scotch whiskeys. Tremendous alliteration. Thank you. <laughs> Furthermore, aid statements that are traditionally confined to the back of wine bottles are instead often prominently featured on the front. And traditional terminology like tannins and terroir have been replaced with phrases that evoke a sense of rebellion and star-spangled pride, mm. like bold and fearless, wow. born from mischief, challenging tradition. I never knew drinking wine could be so patriotic. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty clear that these brands are targeting whiskey lovers and trying to get them to think about wine in a different way. But who's actually buying them? Well, according to industry research, it's actually a mix of age groups. Millennials. Hey, ladies. <laughs> hey. Gen X, hey me and Ed. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, and Boomers, uh, hi, hi, mom. <laughs> so it seems as if pretty much everyone likes this stuff, but wine snobs remain unimpressed, complaining that barrel aging is just a marketing gimmick and a great way to mask the flavors of substandard fruit. Relax, Karen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Karen. <laughs> like putting lipstick on a pig, said one wine reviewer wow. on Twitter. At the end of the day, it's still a pig. And to be sure, barrel-aged wines and their branding can be pretty one-note, and fans may never graduate to quote-unquote real wines. But the winemakers hardly care, because drinkers are spending just as much or more than they would on traditional entry-level wines. In fact, all of the category's seven most popular wines retails for at least $15 or more, with many in the $25 to $30 range, and some selling for as much as $60. So if the shade of lipstick on this pig's mouth offends you, who's really the one with the problem? The pig or you? Mm, that's awesome. So let's get to the wine. Yes, absolutely. All right. So I thought that the first wine that we would tackle tonight is Cooper and Thief Red Blend 2017 aged in bourbon barrels. Right. Cooper, of course, is a skilled craftsman that makes barrels. Yeah. And then Thief in the industry, it's a tool of the trade for sneaking a taste of the said barrels that yeah. are made. It's like the big long tube that they use to pull out the yes. deliciousness from the barrels. Right. Yeah. And I want to tell you the breakdown. There's 38% Merlot. Okay. 37% Syrah. 
11% Zinfandel, 7% Petite Syrah, 4% Cabernet Sauvignon, and almost like an infinity bottle, yeah. 3% from other red blends. So oh, it, wow. It just keeps it going. It's 17% alcohol, which is damn near port level. Nice. So it's going to be really, really strong and should be kind of sweet. Look at the color. It's purple. Yeah. It's fruit juice color. <laughs> it does. It does. And you're not lying. On the nose, you should have hints of dark fruit jam, vanilla, mm-hmm. sweet oat, burnt orange, or raspberries. Oh, on the palate or on the uh, nose? On the palate. So we haven't okay. tasted it yet. So let's all, all right. take a little taste. Round one. Oh, oh, I like that a lot, actually. Very it's got like a velvety mouthfeel to it. Yeah. Yes, that's a great, great description. You would think it would be bitter, but then like, it's like you initially drink it and then you're like, mm. but then it goes down and it's like a pillow. Yeah. It's really nice. It's very, very fruity. Yes. When you first put it yeah. in your mouth. And it definitely. But then that goes away. Yeah, that yeah. goes away. And then it's, uh, it's sort of dry and you get kind of the uh, more savory notes. What this review says is that the wine characteristics bounce nicely with the bourbon barrel contributions. In other words, the wine is still the star here, while yeah. the caramel, vanilla, and oak notes simply help elevate the fruit notes found in the wine. It finishes with an oak, woody, mm-hmm. and vanilla finish, but definitely fruit, explosion of fruit when yeah, you first drink yeah. it. It's such a good wine. It's very good. You so, know what I think that velvety taste you're talking about is? Is the mm, caramel that mm. you say is in the Maybe, oh, yeah. Could be. It, like, it gives it a velvety. round, almost like a fatty layer on top. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any more of that? Mm-hmm. There's plenty. There's plenty. It's, it's right there. <laughs> Dre, what do you think? First sip is too sweet, and I just think it leaves an aftertaste in my mouth that I don't appreciate, but I do like the dryness afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think it, it finishes dry? Okay. It does finish dry. Yeah, I think it finishes dry, too. Yeah, I, I agree. agree with that. I like that part about it. Shelby, what do you think? Um, Finishes almost like a whiskey. You know when you... Well, obviously, you guys are whiskey heads. So. We know exactly. <laughs> Whatever the sentence is, we're going to know. You know that like, <laughs> kind of oaky taste you get mm-hmm. at the beginning of a, a glass of whiskey? Sure. It finishes like that, which yeah. I really like. Yeah. Um, I don't find it that sweet, but I get what you're saying. It's- mm. Right. So we're whiskey drinkers, and we're, we're not used to this burst of sweet flavor. Mm-hmm. So maybe wine drinkers don't think this is that sweet, but whiskey drinkers definitely will. I still think it's a sweet red, but not a... Port. No, not a fortified wine right. sweetener. No, that, no. That, that, but yeah. I find that like, I don't know. Yeah. It smells brown sugary. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Nari, what do you think? I definitely agree with what... Um, okay, we're out of time with that. <laughs> <laughs> with what Shelby was saying um, that I don't initially think it's too sweet, but then I get that may be because I do drink a lot of wine <laughs> and I'd like the drier wine. So when something is sweet, sweet, I'll say it. But yeah. this one, I don't really think it's as sweet, but I definitely could see how you could think that. But yeah, this is nothing like I've ever tasted. Yeah, this wine. is really good. It's a but very I unique I will say that as you continue to drink it, it leaves more of a sweet taste on your palate. And mm. it's, would you say it is a little bit complex for a wine? I mean, it's definitely not a thin or boring definitely. wine. It, I don't drink a lot of $25 wines. I pride myself on finding a nice $15 bottle yeah. of wine and rocking it. Sure. And if I can find a liter for $15, even better. <laughs> <laughs> Trust you, with the people in my house, volume is important. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, yes size is. does matter when it comes to how much wine you have. Hello. In many things. <laughs> uh, so should we move on to the second one? Right. So the second one is the Barrel House Bourbon Barrel Red Blend which Dre brought for us. Hi, 
Hi. <laughs> so I brought the Barrel House Red Blend 2018. And actually interesting, when I was looking up this wine, I could not find the winery's website. Yeah, she called me and, huh, and mm-hmm. I looked for it too. And the closest I could find is that it seems to use like a collective out in California. Like oh. they use the facilities of a larger. Like okay. Group, like they all come there and share the facilities. Yeah, yeah. Like So they're not big enough to have their own facility. Oh. I don't know why they're not big enough to have their own website though. <laughs> I mean, we have our own website. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of strange that we couldn't find them. But I know there's a couple of reviews. So what did you find, right? Well, I know this is aged for three months in a traditional oak and then bourbon barrels. Um, the alcohol percentage is 13.2%. So Interesting. So specific. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and actually, I thought this was interesting. They suggested to eat lamb with this lamb. drink. Yeah. So. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's goat girl <laughs> oh my god edit oh, anyway Anywho, please continue oh, this is considered a rich and intense wine which mm-hmm. means they use very rich fruit and spices um i like the bottle because it has a very rustic label it does mm-hmm. yes it, this is another one that kind of looks like a, a bourbon bottle yes. yeah uh-huh. Re- a lot of red fruit obviously it's supposed to have a hint of vanilla mm. and butter which gives it Ooh. like a oaky aroma oh interesting yeah or wow. no so this one doesn't smell as fruity on the nose as the as the no. first one this smells more no, traditional so. wine to me this is completely different than the first one it's about 20 dollars a bottle 13 2 so it's less alcohol it's the middle taste for me so i feel like since i've been drinking a lot of wine you get three tastes you get the first one you get the middle one and then you get what you yeah. finish so the middle one is like a no it's <sighs> sour like oh that was a bad idea kind of like that it tastes like regret it tastes like regret <laughs> that's perfect it tastes like regret yeah not my fave mm. yeah the first part isn't as sweet as the first wine the middle part i do hear what you're saying goes a little sour on you and the finish is still dry i think though I taste more of maybe what we're supposed to taste from the barrel at the finish of this one than I did the first one. Like the first one is seems more integrated, even though it goes from sweet to dry. This one does the same, but it's not as sweet and the finish is not as good. I think you can definitely taste that it was aged in bourbon barrels. It is smooth. Yeah. I'm getting more from the third sip than the first two. I'm starting to taste more of the flavors. Okay. I think what you said though, Ed, this one tastes like a more traditional wine than the first one. Like the first one tastes like something special. Something well, to me, this different. is drier all the way through. Like it's drier in the middle it and it finishes way drier than the first it one. It is. It's as heavy as the first one either. No. No, it's not. It, yeah. it is lighter. I like the first it one a lot lighter. more because I'm not a great wine drinker. Me too. Shelby, what do you think about this one? It's tart. Mm. It's very tart. Agreed. Um, much drier than the first one. Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. agreed. Is it more traditional than the first? Is this about, I would oh. say it's more traditional. It tastes like a cab to me almost. Yeah. This is a red blend, right? Yeah, it is a blend. But I bet you they got a big chunk of cab in it. If I had right. to bet. We can't find the mix on hers. I like it more than the first one. Do you? I do. I oh, do interesting. Too. Yeah. The yeah. first one compared to this one was... Too jammy and sweet for you? Too yeah. candy? Yeah. Yeah, I can really see that. Left, after the third or fourth sip of it, it was just a little too sweet. Too sweet. This what about you, Dre? Like, this is better, but I think this is better with the cheese plate. Yeah, well, that's like part this. of it. What about you, Nari? Which one did you like better? I'd have to say the first one, but neither of them impressed me. I mean, oh, no, right. I'm not going to lie. The first one impressed me, but I wouldn't take them home with me, if you know right. what I mean. Right, no. Interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're going to rate these all from one to ten at the end. Right, so, so just that's why I'm getting you to think yeah. about it now. Sure. And also, we have another red 
red blend coming at the end, which is an X factor because it's a rye barrel one. We're not doing that till the end. So right. another blend will come back. We'll see how we like that one. All right. So now we're going to start the quiz key. Yes. Round one. All right. So just to reiterate the rules, it's going to be three rounds. The first round, a correct answer, first buzz in gets 100 points. If you get it incorrect, another person can chime in. If they get it correct, it's 50 points. If they get it wrong, the third person can chime in, but if they get it right, they get 25. But if they get it wrong, since there's only two answers left, they get negative 25. So they're penalized for a third chime in incorrect answer. In round two, the points double. In round three, the points triple. In the first two rounds, there are five questions. In the third round, there are three questions. In the final round, you bet your points on a single question like Jeopardy. So, everyone ready? Hands at the buzzers. Ready, Betty. All oh, right. Oh. Mm, oh, mm, oh. You're about to bring out the competition. I know. I know. All right. So, round one is just general wine knowledge. Question number one. In round one, hmm. how much wine is contained in a standard wine bottle? Is it A, 250 milliliters, B, 500 milliliters, C, 750 milliliters, or D, 1,000 milliliters? Dre. 750 oh. milliliters. 750 milliliters, C? Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Nice job. All right. I knew that, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it every time I know the answer. <laughs> uh, question number two How many grapes? does it take to make a standard bottle of wine? A, 100 grapes, B, 200 grapes, C, 500 grapes, or D, 1,000 grapes? Oh, shelves. 1,000. D, 1,000? That is incorrect. What? I knew it. I knew it. Nari? 500? That is also incorrect. Drea? 100. That is also incorrect. What the hell? It's 200 grapes for a wow. bottle of that's wine. Yeah, that's yeah, not as more. much as, yeah. I was thinking like a thousand grapes because that one episode of I'm of Lucy where she stomped. Oh, grapes, yeah. A lot of in grapes, the so. bin. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, like, you need a thousand to stomp on those bad boys. Like. <laughs> All right, so Dre, you actually lost 25. You guys are Sorry. really, really bad at this. Not the answers, but just taking the quiz itself. <laughs> it's um, fast. Yeah. Not in a hoe way. No. Question number three, in addition to the three well-known colors of wine, red, white, and pink, or rosé for being fancy, <laughs> there are actually two more. Are they A, orange and blue, B, green and purple, C, yellow and black, or D, indigo and violet? Nari. Indigo and violet. That is incorrect. What? Chelps. Orange and blue? Orange and blue, blue is, is correct. Right. That's right. Yeah! That is correct. Yeah. There's a okay. thing called a blue wine, which is actually, it's got additives oh. in it to make it look blue. It's kind of a gimmick. Oh, orange wine is actually a real wine. It's a sort of a blend of wines and it, and it kind of has this orange hue to it. It's kind of a new thing. Uh, clearing the buzzers. Question number four in round one. On certain bottles of blended wines, you may see the abbreviation NV. What does NV stand for? A, no vineyard. B, not vatted. C, never verified, or D, non-vintage? Nari. Not vatted. Not vatted, B? That is incorrect. Wow, it sounded oh good. God. It sounded so good. Drea, go ahead. D. D, non-vintage? Yeah. That is correct. Oh, I was going to guess that first. I need to go with my first instinct. 
Or Dre's answer, one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Last question in round one, and then we get to try more wine. I bet I know this, but I'm not allowed to play. (laughs) Which region of France gave rise to the grape variety known as Pinot Noir? Is it A, Burgundy, B, Bordeaux, C, Beaujolais, or D, Champagne? Shelby. Bordeaux? Bordeaux was incorrect. Oh, that's what I thought, too. Sorry. Oh, you were wrong. Yes, I know. I was wrong. Nari, you were second. Go ahead. Beaujolais. Beaujolais. That is also incorrect. Oh Drea, you have either A, Burgundy, or D, Champagne. D. No, you that are... is also incorrect. That's Burgundy. So at the end of round one, Dre is winning with 100 points, Shelby has 50 points, and Nari's got a goose egg. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Nari. So we're going to take a break, clean our glasses, and then pour the next two wines. And we're back for round two, and Ed's going to tell you the wines we're going to be drinking. We're going to start off with a Menage a Trois, um, the one French word I can say. Uh, (laughs) Everyone knows I can't speak French words, so people help me out. Yeah, it's Shelby's job this time. Right, so it's a Cabernet Sauvignon, aged in bourbon barrels, 2018. It's 14.8% alcohol. And it sells for around $15, which is significant because Menage a Trois usually is a $10 or $12 bottle. This is one of the more expensive expressions. Um, I want to give a background on Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. A Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. Known as the king of red wine grapes, Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. Enjoys the same regal status in California as it does in its native home in the Bordeaux uh, part of France. Widely planted red wine grape in California, Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. Commands the highest price per ton and is the dominant grape found in some of California's most prestigious brands. Some of the most expensive wines in the United States are made from this noble grape. Cult wines like Screaming Eagle and Harlem Estate sell for about $1,000 per bottle. Whoa, what? They have Pappy Van Winkle envy, but uh, don't let that scare you. Great non-cult cabs can be found for much less, starting at around $20 or less. Top growing regions include Napa Valley and Sonoma County. Mm. Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. So nice. Is dry and full bodied and is prized for its long aging potential. It is also known for displaying characteristics, green flavors like bell pepper, eucalyptus, and mint. In a in, cab? In a cab. Wow. Uh, Cabernet. Eucalyptus poisonous? I don't think the flavor of it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can buy a eucalyptus oil and put them in your shower. and Yeah. Yeah, but you don't eat them, right? No, well, I that's mean, true. You can put them up your butt if you want, eat. but I think they burn. So Cabernets grown in California tend to be more fruit forward and mellow with rich dark fruit notes of blueberry and blackberry as well as earth, dust, mocha, and cedar. Dust is a flavor now? Okay. <laughs> then everything in my house is a cab. Wow. The moderate oh. to high tannin yeah, you're levels. Right. You are dusty. And <laughs> 
shit. Or you're now out of my menage a trois <laughs> conversation. The moderate to high tan levels and concentrated flavors in Californian cab make a sensational food wine. It's superb with porterhouse steak, braised pork belly, hearty lamb stews, portobello mushrooms, and grilled burgers. The menage a trois Cabernet. Sauvignon. Mm. Aged in bourbon barrels is the first thing we're going to try. Yes. It's 95% cab, 5% petite Syrah. No, well, Syrah, uh, Syrah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the juice is aged for three months in oak barrels, previously used to craft six-year-old Kentucky bourbon. I feel like we need to investigate what six-year yeah, yeah. bourbon. That's a unique age, I think, six yeah. years. Um, wow. Fruity notes, wine. This smells like the first one. Wheat. Yeah. This smells like the first it one. It smells much more like the I first one. I feel like one. the first one smelled sweeter, though. It right. did. The first one was sweeter, but this is sweeter than the second one, definitely. Mm. All right. Let's taste it and see what we think. Wow. Wow. It tastes mm. good. It's amazing. It tastes good. It's almost a balance of the first two. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's got the sweetness of the first one and a little bit of a dry finish of the second one. I don't even have the words except for delectable, rich. I guess I do have the words. <laughs> <laughs> and amazing. This is like the best wine I've uh, had in a very long time. Wow. Wow. That's wow. great to hear. What do you think about that, Dre? It's not bad. Well, that's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> like, if you just have sex with someone, like, how are they? <laughs> We're bad. <laughs> they, they knew where everything went. It's, it's all right. <laughs> they knew where everything went. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> they knew anatomy, basically. Yeah, like, <laughs> say that it's jammy blueberry and blackberry flavors where cloaked in caramel and smoky spice. I, I get, get all of that. I get actually. all that, actually, really. I'm right yeah. there with it. Not so much Am the caramel. I'm the only one that's tasting some of this and just like. Not agreeing? No, I just. That's okay. I feel like I'm bullshit because people <laughs> start to taste the same. Oh my God, that's why I didn't say anything. I was like, well, yeah. Well, they are supposed to taste sort of similar. They are red wines. Yeah, they're, they're, they're red. The three we've done is red wines finished in whiskey barrels. So they probably all have a very similar taste profile. We're kind of splitting hairs between the three. However, right. I think what we're all agreeing with is that this is a perfect blend, if you will, of the first two. I do really enjoy this, though. It has more of a bitter taste at the end. Okay. Yeah. And that could be the youthfulness of it because it's menage a trois. It's only $15. It's I, cheaper than the other two. I'm getting a little like a uh, citrusy kind of flavor after it's gone. The taste that's left in my mouth is almost lemony. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was very good. I actually still think I might go with the first one because I just like that so much. But this is actually better than the second one for me, hands down. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now, too. Awesome. Uh, let's taste the first white wine that we have. All right, on well, the first of all, list. it's a Chardonnay. Yeah. And with over 100,000 acres of production, Chardonnay claims more acreage than any other grape in California and reigns supreme as the most popular wine consumed in the United States. Wait, what? Including reds and whites. Chardonnay. Wow. Chardonnay can trace its humble origins to uh, Burgundy, regions of France. And today it's the most widely planted white grape in the world. Oh. Chardonnay can be clean with bright acidity and full body with tropical notes, varying degrees of oak. In California, the latter is more a popular style. Sonoma chards have more acidity. Napa Valley chards lean towards a riper and fuller style with more tropical notes. However long you age it in the oak adds layers of vanilla, spice, butter, and toasted hazelnut. I know that the oakier shards tend to have a slightly buttery profile. White wines are better with seafood and crab cakes and salads, but fruits also. So um, the one that we're doing now, Nari brought to us today. It's called the Robert Mondavi Private Selection Chardonnay, aged in bourbon barrels 2018. Mm. Well, the winery actually where it's from is in Monterey County, California. The alcohol percentage is actually 14.5, so woot woot. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And it was aged for two months in bourbon barrels from a renowned Kentucky distillery. And it offers notes of vanilla and baking spices from mm. the fine bourbon that once filled these casks. But they don't say which one. No, no one knows. They just say a yeah. fine Kentucky distillery. Two months. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. I don't trust Kentucky. <laughs> I don't trust those <laughs> bastards. So it actually has a lot of flavors in here and a lot of aromas. So they say that it has intense aromas of ripe pineapple and toasted coconut emerge from the glass, Mm. framed Mm. by hints of toasted marshmallow and vanilla bean custard. Damn. A rich, creamy palette of grilled pineapple lemon custard, graham cracker, toffee, and vanilla bean is balanced by bright acidity. Subtle undertones of toasty oak and baking spices mm. round out the lingering finish on this decadent Chardonnay. Damn. And oh. it actually won two awards. Oh. It won the gold in the Denver International Wine Competition in Denver. 2019, just last year. Denver. Don't cash out on Denver. And then the gold <laughs> in its very own Monterey County International oh. Wine Competition in 2018. Cooking. Yeah, and the bronze in the Topeka Wine Open. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Topeka. Haters. You know how I feel about you, Topeka. <laughs> you know where you live. All right, yeah. All right. So this is completely different. I'm not a big fan of white wines at I, all. I don't really know how it's supposed to smell. This is, has been chilled. And as white wine goes, Chardonnay normally it's like an armpit oh, to me. Oh, I already smell the butteriness. Yeah, I already don't like the nose of this. It's buttery. It's I just buttery. spilled it down in front of me, That's smelling nice. it. So it's a bad omen. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I hate Chardonnay. I, I despise <laughs> Chardonnay. It's nasty. I think it's one of the grossest yeah. wines. Really? Okay. All right, so here's the test. It's the most right? popular one in America, just so you know. Okay, so wait. So here's the test. You guys don't like Chardonnays, so maybe aging it in whiskey barrels might help it. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. haven't had it aged in whiskey barrels, so this will be interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a lot better than a lot of the Chardonnays I've had. It's sweeter than I remember. It's not horrible mm. to me. So that means maybe the girls will hate it. <laughs> It's definitely different, but it's still, first of all, all I taste is butter. I taste a hint of like aged in whiskey barrels. And at the end, it's more butter. I love butter. I don't taste butter at all. I don't know where that comes from, but it's just not something I pick up on it. I also don't taste toasted coconut or marshmallow either. Or baking spices. Or Yeah, I was expecting the bourbon to be a little bit stronger. Yeah, I kind of taste like maybe pear. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, I mean, a very light fruit. Pretty much just tastes like a regular Chardonnay. It's a little smoother. A little sweeter, too. Dry. Would you say a little sweeter? A smoother and sweeter. It's For not most as Chardonnays, because Chardonnays yeah. are armpits to me. They're like dry, gagging the back yeah, of Yeah, once you sip it, it's like your mouth gets dry. But this one, only the top part of your mouth gets dry, and the bottom part gets like that this little This is the best Chardonnay I ever had. You know? Uh, this might be the first Chardonnay I ever had. So it is also the best I have ever had. <laughs> but simultaneously, the worst. Now you have something to compare to. Yeah. Um, so but you Shelby hate Chardonnay, and, so give us your input on yeah, it. Do Shelby you hate and, this less than other ones? Or? I don't mind it. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Like a ringing endorsement <laughs> for, for Shelby with a, a Chardonnay, that is. I don't hate it. Yeah, right. And I'm not, a, as I said, I'm not a white wine guy. So this, uh, I would drink this. I doubt I would order it. I'm a red wine right. guy. And if I'm a wine guy at all. Yeah, this is probably four. If I was at a so funeral and all they had was this. If I was at a <laughs> funeral, not even a wedding. No, no, no. I, don't, I expect better at a wedding, but a funeral, sometimes you have a little table, some coffee. Uh, I see. Nice. Yeah, they have a red and a white and some coffee. Right. right. Yeah. yeah so. You know what's funny? After like having the fourth sip, it's not bad. Oh. <laughs> it starts to grow on you. There you go. Honestly, this gives me like a dry Pinot Grigio vibe. 
Oh, mm, interesting. Interesting. The thing is that we're used to drinking whiskey. Yeah. And, and I'm sipping this like a whiskey and yeah. I, I can't do that. You have to take a bigger swallow right. of the wine because it's, right. it's less dense than a whiskey is. It's way less alcohol. There's right. fewer flavors that you're going to grab out of it with just a tiny sip. But when I take a bigger sip, again, it's fine. This is stronger than the Barrel House, though. Oh, it's got a little and bit of a kick to it. Four, yeah. 14 and a half, right? Yeah. It's definitely better cold because mine's starting to warm up and I'm like I'm liking it less as I well, drink it when it's warm. I like to drink red wine in a tumbler, which is perfectly okay. But white wine, your hand will start to yeah. and increase the heat. That's what's happening. And it will start to erode the flavor yeah. uh, profile of the wine. Yeah. So that's why you're supposed to drink it with the stem. So I don't mind it, but I want it to be over. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. Well, then we'll end it. That's how I feel about all smoky scotches. Yeah. <laughs> so let's play round two of Wine Quizky. Yeah. All right. <laughs> These are questions about naughty named wines. Coming <laughs> <laughs> <Hang> on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, the points are doubled from round one. 200 points for a first chime-in correct answer, 100 for a second chime-in correct answer, and 50 points for a third chime-in correct answer. However, if you get it wrong and the third chime-in, you will be penalized by 50 points. Question one in round two. The French wine brand Le Vin de Merde, literally shit wine, has which of the following disgusting creatures depicted on its label? Is it A, a fly, B, a maggot, C, a dung beetle, or D, Post Malone? <laughs> <laughs> a nari a maggot a maggot b that is incorrect dang it uh shelbs a dung beetle a dung beetle c that is also incorrect hey a is correct I'm not going with my instinct. all right round two question two naked winery in hood river oregon has a few tongue-in-cheek wine names like Diva, Cougar, and Never Have I Ever. But they also have several more sexually-themed wine names. Which of the following is not one of these sexually-themed wine names? Is it A, Booty Call, B, Penetration, C, Blazing Straddle, or D, Oral Pleasure? <laughs> Nari. A. A, Booty Call? That is incorrect. I'm so what? sorry. That sounded good. Oh uh, Dre. Oral pleasure. Oral pleasure, D. That is correct. Yeah. What the heck? That Dre is the is correct a answer. A too vulgar, if you know what I mean. Oral yeah. pleasure. That's not fun. <laughs> that's not sexy enough. Yeah, snatch liquor. See, that's something I'm you put on a label. Yeah. Right? Right? Am I right, like, Scott? Snatch liquor. <laughs> snatch liquor. That's what you put on a label. You don't put oral pleasure on a label. <laughs> that's actually right. good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, snatch liquor. That, wait, no. That sounds like nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Why oh, the pedophilic? Okay. Snat- Every- all ages have Why snatches. Because like snatching up children snatch is what she said. Oh, yeah. no, I'm talking about snatch liquor. It, yeah, it's like a, it's an old school kind of. Yeah. Snatch. You never heard of snatch? snatch. For vagina. snatch. Why? Because snatch. Snatch is a dick? Yes. <laughs> oh, so that means you have to have a tight dick. Right. Yeah, well. No, sure. that's not what it means. I don't think you have to have a tight vagina to call it a snatch. <laughs> Ed, Ed, we've lost control. Because a loose one couldn't necessarily snatch. <laughs> oh, my God. It could kind of suggest or coax. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Where am I? Puzzles are cleared. Question three in round two. Which of the following is a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand named after a compound sometimes found in wine that smells like urine? Ew. Is it A, dog pee on a blackberry bramble? B, mouse pee on a loganberry branch? C, cat pee on a gooseberry bush? Or D, rabbit pee 
in a blueberry bog. Nari. D, rabbit pee. That is incorrect. Oh, my I'm so God. sorry. What the heck? nuts. What was B? Uh, B is mouse pee on a Luganberry branch. That, one. that is incorrect. Fuck. So Shelby, hazard a guess? It's either dog pee or cat pee, really. Cat pee? Cat pee on a gooseberry bush? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Oh, my God. Shelby. Okay. Hmm. Question four in round two. Paso Robles, California, also known as the Anti-Napa Valley, is home to a red wine named If You C.K. Uh, <laughs> it, that's like a Britney Spears song. Yeah. 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 That is sold in which of the following non-standard containers? A, ceramic bottles, B, aluminum cans, C, plastic tubes, or D, mini wooden barrels? <laughs> Shelby? Wooden barrels. That is incorrect. Of course it is. Uh, Nari. Cans. That is correct. (laughs) Nari is finally on the board. So you have 100 points. Yeah. Yeah, there's one more question and then I'll do the scores. In the early 2000s, a wine from South Australia called Simply Bitch started a new wine naming trend. Today, there are dozens of bitchy wines. So many, in fact, that it's hard to believe that they're for real. However, one of the following pairs of bitches definitely isn't real. Is it A, cranky bitch and dirty bitch? B, happy bitch and jealous bitch? C, sweet bitch and sassy bitch? Or D, royal bitch and tasty bitch? Shelby? Royal bitch and tasty bitch. D, that is incorrect. Mm, Good guess. Sorry. Drea? A, cranky bitch and dirty bitch. A is correct. Trey has been living a dream tonight. She gets everything right. All right. So. Fuck this game. Uh, in round two, the points were Dre has 300, Nari got 100, and Shelby got 50. So at the end of round two, the totals are Dre with 400, and Shelby and Nari tied with 100. All right, but anything happens in round three. Oh, round three, the points are tripled, and, so. and there's only three questions, so anything can happen. Mm, I will fucking crush you. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we get them to turn on each other. (laughs) Exactly as I planned it. Oh, my God. Who's prettier? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my my God. (laughs) Scott's the prettiest. Good answer. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) So, also, remember, there's a fourth round, the final round, where you bet your totals like Jeopardy. So, you can bet up to your whole total. So, even if you're losing by that point, you might still win. Right, right. So, I got to pee. We're going to pause anyway. When we come back, it's going to be Shelby's time to present her two wines. Yes. All right, we're back for our last round of tastings. These are the two wines that Shelby brought. First of all, a 1924 Scotch Brow Aged Chardonnay, 2018. 
And then another Robert Mondavi private selection. This time, their red blend aged in rye barrels from 2017. So, Shelby, let's talk about the uh, Scotch Barrel first. Sure. So, it was made by a company called 1924. They were founded by the Delicato family. They mm-hmm. are Italian immigrants a pair of brothers. They moved to San Juan Keen Valley in 1924, which is obviously where they get the name from. It's uh-huh. still owned by the family, actually. Okay. Yeah, fancy schmancy, right? Mm-hmm. They used to ship their grapes out to winemakers in Chicago, and then when Prohibition was repealed in 1933, and home winemakers were no longer profitable, they made their own wine factory, and this is how we got here. All right, so uh, let's taste this second Chardonnay it's of the evening. Chardonnay too. Oh, this is a Chardonnay? Yeah, this one was finished in the scotch barrels. This one yeah. smells sweeter for sure. More so pairing. apparently it's a full body Chardonnay. It's layered with rich toffee, sweet tobacco, and baked wow. apples with this- notes reminiscent of scotch. So you should taste hints of leather, caramelized brown sugar, and toasted oats. This is the one. It definitely has that wow. smoky taste mm-hmm. and bourbon smoothness. Flavor. Oh my god. Yeah. This both smells and tastes better than the first one. Wow. Yes. The I other agree. one was, was the best Chardonnay I ever had till this one. This one is the <laughs> best Chardonnay I've ever had. This is delicious. Yeah, I like this I've one. I've never had a Chardonnay Holy like cow. I think you guys like this better because it tastes more bourbon-y. Okay, I'll go with that. I can't. I admit it. I taste it. I taste the yeah. oak. I taste the vanilla. I taste the toffee. Mm-hmm. Everything that Shelby said we would taste. I taste apples. It's like not buttery tasting mm. at all. It's yeah. dry and it's what I want white wine to taste like. Best Chardonnays I've had. <laughs> Shelby is frowning. <laughs> For me, I just don't care for the aftertaste. It's a little strange. I think that's the barrel. Taste the barrel. So the 1924, I just will say this. They also have a double black bourbon barrel aged Cabernet. Sauvignon. Mm. 1924. (laughs) So I really feel like we have a quest for next time we have this to have the 1924 bourbon barrel cab from them. Mm. Oh, by the way, real quick, I'd like to celebrate a little toast for everybody. Get your wine up. So um, happy birthday. This time, Ed was not involved with any breaking of glasses. So I want to wish a happy birthday to Dre. Happy birthday, Dre. Dre turned 27 last weekend. And uh, Shelby turns 28 next weekend. Happy birthday, Shelby. 28 And I turned 53 in January. Happy birthday, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. We are level headed and kind, and uh, we are the scales, you know? Depending on my day, you'll catch me on one of them. (laughs) Catch me on one of them. That's a good one. All right, so let's do the second wine that you brought, Shelby. So the second one is the Robert Mondavi Rye Aged Red Blend. Ooh, very excited about that. Ooh, rye aged. Apparently, because this is aged in rye whiskey barrels, it supposedly results in an incredibly bold and unique sensory expression mm. okay it's dark ruby in color it has aromas of poisonberry black cherry poisonberry poison Wait, yes boysenberry poison. oh no you're right i'm sorry poisonberry is like murder <laughs> murderberry oops sorry <laughs> my apologies Con- boysenberry. i like yes. that though <laughs> Nutmeg, cinnamon, and gingerbread spice with Ooh, hints nice. of sweet mesquite smoke, tobacco, and barley malt. Interesting. It has chocolatey tannins and a smooth, subtle smoke on the finish. The primary grape is Merlot, but okay. it is comprised of Merlot grapes, Malbecs, Petit Verdot, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Cabernet Franc. Mm. 
Uh, <laughs> what, what does it smell like to you, ladies? As soon as I smelled it, I was like, mm, that's a smell like I'm not going to like it. But you know what it reminds me of? The third one, maybe not in taste, but in my liking of it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It does taste like that one. It's drier, though. Like the but finish I like is that, much drier. Because I like the dry wine. So <laughs> I think it gives you like 80% dry. Mm-hmm. And then you taste the flavors. Yeah, yeah. I traditionally have liked blends better when I drink red wine. Everything that Nicole just said, I agree with. This is probably second for me because okay. it has a little more complexity. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of the dry finish that the second one had. It has a little bit more of the hybrid that the third one had, mm-hmm. but not quite as much as I like the Cooper. So yeah, this is um, terrific. I can taste some of what Shelby you were saying. The taste characteristics of a rye, and it is so very dry at the end. And Nari, what you were saying, where all the flavor comes in as it's drying on your tongue, yeah. like it's it's the driest thing I've ever tasted yes, in my entire exactly. life. That's perfect. It, it all comes in after it's like drying. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Really good perfect. though. Really good though. Shelby, what do you think about it? This is probably my favorite. Is it? It gives me vibes of my favorite Pinot Noir. It's also made by the same company, the Robert Mondavi bourbon barrel aged Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting that oaky, smoky flavor, mm-hmm. that smoothness, the velvetiness, if you will, even yes. though it's dry. But I think it was the second one. The second one kind of made you go like, yeah, like you, you smacked your lips afterwards. You're talking, you're just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this man, one has this more flavor to it. Yeah, it's a, it's one, yeah. a really great wine. This has mm-hmm. to be my favorite. Wow. This is my favorite. Yeah. Wow. Drea, what do you think about it? I have to agree with Shelby. This is my favorite wine as well. It's a smoother dry. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like you drink it and your mouth is like dry as crap. <laughs> yeah. It still runs down your throat. It's like, like if, <laughs> if the one Dre brought, if they knew what they were doing, this is what it would have taken. Yeah. Yes. Right. And you know what's funny? I kind of taste the gingerbread, like a hint of gingerbread in the dryness. Uh huh. So you know, hello Christmas morning. (laughs) Oh my God! Yes, let's drink this. Wow. I think this was the one that we all agreed on. It's my second favorite. I just tasted it next to the Cooper Thief again. I I had held some out. Mainly, I was drinking the bottle the whole time. It's killed now. I took the rest of it. I know. Why do you guys really like that one? I did not. I did like it a lot. I mean, I shouldn't say I didn't like it. It was enjoyable. After like three sips in, I was like. I can't commit to this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but see, we're not wine drinkers, so I expect this one to Wait, be. Someone's here. Oh. Yeah. Yay. Hey. It's Siobhan. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Oh my God. Director of HR. <laughs> and social media. And social media marketing. <laughs> and photography. <laughs> and the mayor of Jackie's Crossing. Look at oh that beautiful God. face. Oh my God. Hi. Oh my God. It's so popular. So much love in the room, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Holy it's been a it's been yeah. a long time since the ladies have seen Siobhan since New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. she and I took an Uber over. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, oh, and, I remember. This and and now. the most frightening Uber ride back. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Wait, why? Uh, we think our Uber driver was drunk. Oh. What? Yeah, yeah. We should have reported him. Like, but we were also drunk, so we didn't right, know if it was right. actually yeah. him or if it was just <laughs> us. So, are we ready for round three? Yeah, ready. All right. There are only three questions in this round, and the points are tripled. 300 for a first chime-in correct answer, 150 for a second chime-in correct answer, and 75, plus or minus, for a chime-in correct incorrect answer. And a little mocking and shade at that point. And mocking and shade. (laughs) Okay. Question one. On July 4th, 1776, the founding fathers of the United States of America toasted the signing of the Declaration of Independence with which fortified wine? Was it A, Madeira, B, Port, C, Sherry, D, Vermouth? Drea. Port. That is incorrect. Fuck! Shelbs. Sherry. Also incorrect. 
Nari? Madeira. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. Nari gets 75 points. Question number two. Even though the standard bottle of wine is 750 milliliters, there are others that are much larger. The largest bottle holds 15 liters and is named after which biblical king? A. Solomon. B. Jehoshaphat. C. Nebuchadnezzar. Or D. David. Shelbs. Nebuchadnezzar. Mm, that is good. correct. Okay. Damn. Wow. Look who's back in the game. I knew that because he was a pompous asshole and God banished him to seven years in the forest. Oh, it's wow. Uh, but he had the most amazing palace, and he was really fucking rich. Mm, look yeah. at the big Bible wow, on Shelby. Knowledge. <laughs> Religion, man. Wow. Knowledge. All right, ladies. This is the last question in round three. In 2011, archaeologists uncovered the oldest winery and winemaking materials ever found, including drinking bowls, a grape press, and fermentation jars dating back to 4100 BCE inside of a cave located in what European country? A. Austria. B, Armenia, C, Albania, or D, Azerbaijan? Nari? The one I can't pronounce. <laughs> D, Azerbaijan? That is incorrect. Oh my god! Drea? C! C, Albania? That is also no. incorrect. Shelby? Armenia? That is correct! Wow. I'll tell you right now. Wait, Nari buzzed in after you said Armenia the first time, and then she backed off her original Uh, thing. You didn't even hear Azerbaijani before you clicked in. Scott, this is all your fault. Okay, well, it is because I created the quiz. (laughs) I did. All right, so f you. (laughs) 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 That's a random belligerence moment right there. All right, so in round three, the scores were Shelby with 375, Nari with 75, and Drea with zero, surprisingly. How the hell did I get zero? Wait, wait. Well, you didn't answer a question right. (laughs) (laughs) That's just in that round, not total. Uh Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You got to wait for Okay. Yeah. I almost had to chop someone's head off with your Gandalf sword. At the end of round three, the scores total are Shelby with 475, Drea with 400. Are you? kidding me and nari with 175 now listen you're all going to text me how many points you want to bet nari has entered her points shelby has submitted her points just waiting on drea Again. <laughs> all right i have drea's points so the final round question Even though winemakers can manipulate the exact color of their wines, traditionally speaking, the three most popular red wine types are noticeably different colors. Place the following red wines in order from darkest to lightest. Merlot, Pinot Noir, and Cabernet. Sauvignon. Mm. All the answers are in, even from Ed. (laughs) We're going to start with uh, Nari. Nari says Pinot, Merlot, and Cab. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. She bet zero points. Oh, oh small. 
strategy. <laughs> so she ends up with 175. Fuck yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Drea. So Drea bet 400 points. Her Go answer was Merlot Cab Pino. That is also incorrect. That's incorrect. Mm. Stop. <laughs> Shelby, why are you sending? Shelby has also bet all of her points. Shelby says Merlot Cab Pino also. Because it's right. That is also incorrect. <laughs> Who had the right answer, Scott? The correct answer is the answer that Ed actually submitted. Cab wow. <laughs> Merlot Pino. So the scores are Nari wins with 175. Gee, no, I didn't win. Thank yeah. you. I'd like to thank. Wait, wait, wait. I'd like to thank. Tell the fuck off. Oh, damn. Wait, I'm saying who I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank my daughter. Oh, Noni. Noni. Noni, this is to you. Totes adorable. And I'd also shh, like to thank my wine drinking partners, <laughs> Shelby and Dre, my spokespeople, Scott mm. and. And then I'd also like to thank the other lady in the room, mm. Siobhan. Hey, Siobhan! How you doing? <laughs> All right, so the only thing we have to do now is rate the wine. So okay. I'm going to go through. Let this me put them in the look, order we yeah. tasted them. Hey, Scott, why don't you put them in the order we tasted them? Wow. Good idea, Drea. Wow. Thank you. Wow, so shady. <laughs> I'm sorry you, you lost. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> He's not sorry. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> okay, so we're going to rate the wines in the order that we taste them. When I call you, rate it from one to ten. The first one we tasted was the Cooper and Thief Red Blend Bourbon Aged Ed. Nine. Nine. I'm going to give it a nine as well. Shelby. Two. Wow. Not a fan. Drea. Get closer to the mic. Four. <laughs> Four. <laughs> she got closer and then whispered it. <laughs> Four. That better. Four. Okay. Nari. A five. A five. All right. The second one we tasted, the Barrel House Red Blend Bourbon Ed. Four. I'm going to give that a six. Oh. Shelby. Seven. Okay. Drea? I give that a six as well. Nari. Give it a seven. Seven. Okay. The third one we tasted, the Menage a Trois Cabernet bourbon aged. Ed? Eight. I'm going to give that a seven. Shelby? Eight. Drea? Five. Nari? I'd say an eight. Oh, an eight. Nice. All right. Okay. So the Robert Mondavi Chardonnay bourbon aged, the fourth one we tasted. Ed? I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it four. Shelby? One. One. Wow. <laughs> She's a hard score. She's like Jeff. You're into zero. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Drea? Five. Five. Okay. Nari? Three's my favorite number, so this one gets a two. That oh. <laughs> <laughs> was not logical. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> she won the competition. She can say whatever she wants. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, the 1927 Chardonnay Scotch. Ed? Six. Six. See, I like that a little. Uh, uh, maybe seven. Seven. Gonna, okay. I agree. Seven. Shelby? Ew. <laughs> no, you like that one. Oh, no. No, you didn't. oh no, you didn't. That's right. She liked the first one well, and gave it a one. Yeah, no. So I don't know. If there's no. There's very little less to go. One. Ew. Okay. <laughs> wow. You, you do have to give a number. God damn it, Scott. Just say one. You said Point five. One is what you're giving it. <laughs> <laughs> it's already messing up all the other zero averages. Zero. Fuck it. All right, Drea. What do you give it? I give it a seven. Okay. Nari. 
Six. Six. Okay, six. All right. And the last wine, the Robert Mondavi Red Blend, finished in the rye barrels. Ed, what did you give that one? I ranked that as my second favorite, so I'm going to go eight on that. Dude, we are so agreeing tonight. On wine. We're, yeah. We're locked in on wine. We are. Shelby? Uh, ten. Ten. Wow. Drea? Nine. Nari? Everyone led that one. I'm going to give it a nine as well. All right. However, if you mix the last two together, I give it a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Drea, Drea made her own blend. <laughs> I want to point out that the wine that Shelby grabbed as an afterthought turned out to be the best wine yes, tonight. It did. Yes. And and Soon so I think that that's Seriously. key. Yeah. So going through the scores, the Robert Mondavi finished in the rye barrels did actually win with a score of 8.8. <laughs> the second place was the Menage a Trois. Wow. Surprising. Yeah. Third place was the Barrel House. The fourth was the Cooper and Thief. The fifth was the 1927, and the Robert Mondavi Chardonnay was the worst at 3.4. Okay, I agree with that lineup. I don't know if the Bear House would have been my third, but I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so not a lot of people agreed, but I think we agreed that the best wine was definitely the rye finished one. Yes. The rye finished I mean, tab. Yes. And which is what Shelby picked lastly. It's crazy. Yeah. She got it at the last minute. I know. It's amazing. So, uh, I don't know. Take us out, Ed. I think we're done. Well, I want to thank Nari, Dre, and Shelby for being at our first Wines Aged in Bourbon Barrels. I think it was a huge success. We learned a lot. And I appreciate them for being here and bringing such interesting wines with them. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for having us. This was wonderful. This is like a top of the line Mm. podcast. And you guys are doing so well. And I just want to give a shout out to the Whiskey Tangent. And if you guys aren't listening, why the hell aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) And you guys are doing really great. I'm really proud of you. And I'm so glad to be on here. It's an honor. And you guys are great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And our hardcore fans are big fans of the ladies. I'm sure they'll be happy to see you make another appearance. Yeah. Popular episodes. Yeah. 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 And I want to thank Ladies Night. <laughs> the feelings right. Oh, yes, this is ladies night. night. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. So wonderful to have you out here. The wines were great. The company was great. The cheese plates were great. Thanks, Scott, for all this preparation and Thank hosts. you so much, Welcome. Scott. So Thank you so much, Uncle Scott. <laughs> uncle Scott. Uncle. Right, because he's a hot uncle. Wow. Yeah, he yeah. is. <laughs> Thank you. So for the, we'll cut that. uh, I'm the editor. We will not cut that. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, people think we're really related. So then you might have to cut it. Well, (laughs) yeah, that's true. We're not related. Right. So Uh, we're related by love. Yes. So sweet. Wow, the wine showing now. So (laughs) so for the Whiskey Tangent podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Nari. And I'm Shelby. (laughs) All right. So thanks so much for listening. And uh, y'all enjoy wine with your meals. And cheers, everybody. And cheers now. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Tip your bartenders. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah.
Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent. And follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy. And follow Scott at giant cup of awesome. Spelled A-W-S-U-M. Just to be annoying. Hey! You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.